Dear Chrysalis, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I hope you're having a wonderful day today, whether it's just begun or whether it's coming to a close. I hope it's been a beautiful day. Today, we are just gonna do something simple. I wanna read to you guys a reflection piece, and then I want us to talk about finding our shadows. We won't talk about naming them, we won't talk about identifying them, we're just gonna find them today. And I'm going to share with you all four methods to do that. One of which is in this reflection I'm going to read. Number 715. It's easy to write now, looking back on everything, reading the things I wrote. It's easy to see now where I was wrong and where I was right. In 2019, my personal year of one, I stumbled upon a pathway I didn't know existed, and it saved my life. It was around late July when I was first introduced to the law of attraction, and I had felt like I had attracted the message onto myself. I had been led to it. Exactly a year from that time, I would see that I had indeed stumbled, tripping over my every step along the way. In late July of 2020, something began to happen to me. At the time, running from and denying God, I ran right into him. And in my personal year of two, it seemed God pushed me into a corner, leaving me at a crossroads. What's become apparent to me over the last year is that there were never really choices, just a predestined path I was to stumble upon. Rather than continuing the path with grace, an option that would have only been open to me had I kept my faith, I charged into chaos and confusion. And again, I was stumbling, this time not onto a universal law, but a practice that would permanently change my life, shadow work. And like every job and assignment I had ever done, I went in head first and without a clue. My training period began with an itch that I couldn't attribute to the summer heat. And bound to my bed in isolation due to having COVID, I was left with the devices of my mind and spirit. And my spirit, as I learned to recognize, was at unease. And with nothing but time and a fever, I decided it was time to pinpoint the source of discomfort. So reaching blindly into a bag of darkness, I put out my largest, most distinct of shadows. Thinking back, I see I was definitely playing it safe. I could have traced a number of shadows, which at the time were all obvious. My ego, resentment, insecurities, sexuality, sensuality, my fear, they were perhaps more pressing shadows to pinpoint and integrate than the human-shaped void that was my father. And in writing and in hindsight alone, what I come to understand that opening the door to my father was not the best way to start my shadow work. But in late July of 2020, I would ask my first question about this mysterious missing figure since the age of nine. But here I guess I have to mention that this is my perception and recollection and not all parties remember this the same way. And some parties were too high to care or remember at all. But a conversation and a Google search with my mother led me to answers I both did and didn't want. And they gave me leads I hadn't thought I'd be interested in. But come late August, I was making a call to my best friend. Should I do it? What's there to lose? And a minute later, I was speaking, voice tremulous to a stranger. He was in a meeting. He was in another state. And his voice was nothing like I'd imagined it to be. And then I was forced to admit that I had imagined it. 
When he hung up, saying he'd call me back after his meeting, I went somewhat numb. But as I think harder, I realized I was actually overwhelmed with a variety of feelings. And while convincing myself that he was never going to call back, I called my best friend right back. So he said he called me back after his meeting. What did you say? Um, I think I might be your daughter. It wasn't the smoothest way to introduce myself at all. And maybe calling at three in the afternoon wasn't convenient. But maybe I was just being self-conscious because a couple seconds later, I was receiving a call. So being hurried to end my previous call, I picked up the call with my father and it went on for over two hours. He had left his meeting early and by the end of our call, we had agreed to take a paternity test. We shared a number of interests and he explained his version of events. And his version of events was exactly what I had wanted to hear. Because what I hadn't understood at the time was that I hadn't come to terms with being abandoned. His story implied that I hadn't been. It supported the idea that some strange man did not look at my mother and I 20 years ago and tell us that he didn't want us. It supported the idea that we had not been lied to or abandoned. My mother's story did not support these ideas. And I spoiled myself on fabricated truths, retaliating against people and ideas that had the ability to break up the illusion. Part of the illusion was that I had found peace. What I had failed to mention to my best friend was that I had called under the pretense of needing peace and that alone. I just wanted answers. I just needed to know his side of the story and I would feel balanced. I could feel like I knew the other half of myself. That's what I had told myself. But towards the end of the two hours, he and I both verbally acknowledged that rather than closing a chapter like I had hoped to, I had only opened Pandora's box. And said box contained all of the daddy issues that I thought I had been lucky enough to escape. And over the next year, I'd be confronted by each issue violently and in quick succession. I would come to understand how this man's absence affected my confidence, self-worth, relationships, upbringing, financial status, social status. I'd come to understand all the ways in which I'd been disadvantaged, not to mention all the ways in which my mother had. And over a relentless series of revelations, I would come to understand that I was angry. As I developed the ability to identify and name my shadows, I started to find the peace that I was looking for, while simultaneously becoming ever more agitated and triggered. Negative habits and thought patterns could be traced back to his absence. Just a couple months ago, my friends and I went to Little Five Points to get our faces red. And maybe I was expecting to be told that I had addictive tendencies or too little patience if I were to receive any criticism at all. So it was much to my surprise to be told that I had to deal with my abandonment and trust issues. And the hero that I had designed in my head was never coming to save me. Nor any man I find myself in a relationship with. The reading was a fresh, stinging slap to the face feature of my aura and I was livid and repulsed at the idea that rather than seeing a hard worker a potential leader or a friend I was merely a damaged kid I had to wonder is this how the world saw me a damaged kid and then I had to acknowledge that the face reader was right I needed to stop waiting on someone to come save me he's not coming to stop waiting on a savior and continue in chronological order. So back to the beginning, September of 2020,
I'm forced to acknowledge my first shadow, resentment, rather at the parent who stayed. My arrogance would not allow me to see that my mother was more of a victim like myself than an antagonist to conform her into a liar before I validated her story. I was just upset with the choices and decisions and circumstances made beyond my control. And it was easier to take it out on her, to plaster her face onto a villain as she was the only face I had. And watching her do the proper investigation I should have already initiated I realized her story was definitely the truth. And I learned that I had made peace with my mother, my father, the whole situation. And a part of me was right. And having my mother's name cleared made forgiveness a lot easier. And then all I was left with after that was the shame of how I had regarded her. And I was tasked suddenly with having to forgive myself. By the end of that month, on Halloween day, I would have moved out of my mother's house. And I would do my first full moon ritual looking to release the demons I was aware of at the time. My shame, my resentment, irrational preconceptions were all left for dead as the full blue moon began to wane. And as per usual, I have a question for you all. How will you be starting your shadow work? Which method do you think best fits you? Of course, you can answer on my Instagram at dear.chrysalis. But until next week, bye.